Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, so I have this PDF that we give everyone for free who wants it. It's called The 7 Tips Nobody Will Tell You About Becoming a Surface Pattern Designer. You know, now that I work even more with crafting designers, I find it very fascinating as I work with surface pattern designers, some of the myths that they have all kind of like wrapped up. And a lot of it is because of the information that's been disseminated over the last, I would say, eight to 10 years about surface pattern design. Um, And so uh, I'm going to talk about three of those things today that's in that PDF. If you want the full PDF, all you have to do is go to my Instagram feed um, and put in the word seven, I believe, in the comments, and we'll give you the link to it. The other thing you can do is if you go to my website at karinagardner.com and click on, I think it's like VIP or free VIP. That's our VIP newsletter group. And we will send you a whole bunch. We send free things literally every single week in that group, like um, patterns, sewing patterns and uh, crafts like SVG files, all for free. So, um, and one of the free things we give you is that that PDF, the seven uh, tips nobody will tell you about surface pattern design. So I wanna talk about three of them today. You can go find the rest in that PDF, but I wanna explain them a little bit more and why, you know, I, at, at my heart, one of my favorite people in the world are surface pattern designers. Like I love what they're trying to do and accomplish. I myself, I, I don't use that terminology with myself. You know, I, I call myself a fabric designer. Um, of course I have, you know, done surface pattern design on all kinds of things, probably more than even I would say some of the people who call themselves surface pattern designers. But the, the reason I really want to talk to this group, and if you're one of them, you're like, I love fabric, Karina. I love making quilts or I love designing, um, apparel. I, I personally love that about you. I think that it's a really cool thing to learn how to do that. It's a real skill in negative space and understanding negative space. You know, I think a lot of people get into it thinking they're just gonna be drawing really pretty stuff, but actually really good surface pattern designers, first of all, the masters are difficult to create. They're they're more intricate. They've gotta have a lot more going on with them to make them work. So it's an actual complicated skill that took me a long time to figure out. It's very different than a graphic design skill. Those two, uh, they complement each other, but they're really two totally different skills. They have a lot of the same principles, but it's a little bit different. Um, in particular with graphic design, we're so worried about focal points in surface patterns. Sometimes we want to get away from focal points, right? We're trying to create an all over design that feels really good on the eye. It feels really, uh, you know, symmetrical or, uh, you know, doesn't have gaps in it. Okay. So let's talk about three of these things because there are three things that concern me really, really often as I work with a lot of people who want to be surface pattern designers, okay? So the first one is that knowing the software is not enough. 
Um, we live in a world where, first of all, we've got AI coming in doing all sorts of things, which honestly will make the best designers even better. It'll make kind of the fragile ones and the ones who don't know what they're doing, it'll make their stuff just flop, right, when everybody's using it. So we have to level up in a way that people don't really understand that they need to level up. I think AI is going to, it's going to be the great divide. It's going to be the separator. Um, but one of the things that I'm seeing a lot out there is people who are really focused on software. One of the things in our program, and actually not just my program, in college, if you are a college professor, what we focus on is design, not software. In fact, one of, I remember sitting down in one of my first meetings with um, professors before I taught, one of the first classes I taught was Foundations of Graphic Design. And she was like, do not teach them Illustrator. Do not teach them Photoshop teach them design and you're teaching them design and they are using the software as a vehicle to become a good designer. That's the philosophy of most good university programs. They're there to teach you design. The software can change, right? The software can change. The way the software works can change. If you are someone who just teaches software, if like the thing that you hang your hat on is that you're good at teaching illustrator, then I would make some changes in that, okay? I think the best out there at what they do, it, they're not just good at software. They shouldn't be just good at software. They're good at teaching design, great design, why great design is so good. And they have the vocabulary for it. You know, they're, they're looking at the way all of the flowers lay out and how the repeat happens. And how do we make this more intricate? Or how do we pull back and edit back so that something is much more beautiful? You know, I'm obsessed with great design. And in our last mentor meeting before I did this, first of all, I was blown away because mentor meetings are my way of really getting um, a close-up view of how members are doing. And we had so many people turn in stuff which means I start going through their stuff and we fix people's previews and we fix people's designs. Um, in particular, I was thinking Michaela had brought, you know, a new collection. And I said, listen, we're going to go through this, but I don't want you to change it. I want you to go ahead and sell it the way it is. But I want you to remember these revisions for next time you create a new master. And we went through it and we talked about the way things needed to be switched and moved and changed. And, you know, the number of new icons or elements. We actually did this in our one year meeting. So we have a, a group that once you're past a year, you can join. And um, Jeannie just did this. She showed us a current pattern and they said, it's like, it's not enough. We need to push it even harder. Let's pull out this, let's add these things. And she had all the things already. It was a reindeer, a uh, Rudolph thing. And she already had, I said, I, I think we need a tree. We need some stars. We could use, there are like a few other icons and elements. She brought it together. It looked amazing when she finished it up. And then she started playing with color, right? There are all these layers to design that have nothing to do with the software. And yet I see it over and over again. The push is for software. Even with AI, you guys, the push should never be with software. The push should be about design. That's how we become better designers. That's how we become good designers for companies to work with. That's how we become good uh, designers for online platforms and for consumers to work with. It's all about great design. It's not about software. Software is the vehicle. All right. And if you have to say that to yourself a few times, that is all it is. You know, 
I will teach something. If I, oh my gosh, you guys, recently, extraction. Extraction used to be hard, you guys. Like we would extract all these things out, I show how to do it. Now, Photoshop will extract like that. It's super easy, it's like a button, you push it. That's it. Um, it is amazing to me how people don't think of the tools as vehicles, but instead they think they are the thing. Software is never the thing. It just isn't, okay? All right, number two is, um, this one makes me really sad, but I understand it, especially now that I've been doing this for a couple of years, but I wanna talk to you guys about it because I really want you to be perceiving and understanding for why designers do or instructors do what they do. But I will say this, that most surface pattern design instructors do not own profitable design businesses right now. They might have at one point, and it might have maybe even made 80 or 90,000. That tends to be what I see with really pretty great designers who've been in the field for the last 10 years who are now instructing, is they owned design businesses that did, you know, 80, maybe $70,000, and now they're teaching it, okay? Um, the reason I want you to be aware of that is simply because, and this is not just surface pattern, you guys, we, I see this across the crafting board. Um, while I am designing more than that, we are working on sales on new platforms. That's what my team works on now so that we have a, a really good view of what's selling, where it's selling, how much it's selling, what it takes to sell, right? Um, and I think when you're a little disconnected from that process, you forget really all it takes. So even though you're encouraging designers to do all these different things, if you haven't been in that process, and I'm not about talking about like two weeks of the year, but you haven't been in the process of understanding what's going on in your design business, I think that's a real disservice to your students. Now, now that I've been, our program is a little over, over two years old, I completely understand why it is hard to run a design business at the same time as um, any kind of course or program. I myself like have really struggled to fit in my design work. Um, so I have to do crazy things to make it happen, right? Like, so when we bought the garden, the Lakeview house for our Garden Hill series, um, I designed all brand new wallpaper for that. And so it was like forcing me to create new stuff, right? Um, when I'm designing for a brand new platform or we're working on a new platform, I'll design new stuff for that. And then the other thing we're doing is just testing markets. Like we will just test platforms to see if it makes any money. That way we know whether we can recommend to designers to go to it, right? That's kind of that inside scoop. So we continue to do that. I, I don't ever see us stop doing it because once we find one platform that works well, we go all in on it. That's what we're doing right now. I have a team of four people working on just that platform with me, okay? Now, you might be like, Karina, I don't have four people. Yes, you do not have to have four people. For 13 years, it was just me, you guys, just me. It's only been in the last two years because I have the program that I've given up some of the uploading and SEO and some of that stuff that I no longer do. I still do all the design work, but I, I don't have time to do all those other things. And, but I, we still do it. We could stop doing it, but we don't. And the reason we don't do it is because I think the markets change too much. The internet changes so much. Society changes so much that if we're not paying attention, it's a really hard to just be able to tell my designers what to design and how to design it, right? And kind of what we're seeing, the gaps out there. And if we can fill some of those gaps in, there's a lot of money. 
and all of those gaps, you guys, lots of money. So we, we really like to be able to tell our designers what they need to do. So just be aware of instructors who will say they've made a certain amount of money, but they, they aren't doing it now and they haven't designed for years, or maybe they've designed like one fabric line for the last year, every year for the last little bit. To me, like the, of all the things in my business that goes first, it's the fabric line. I was supposed to have a fabric line done like almost a year ago and, and haven't had a chance to work on it. Why? It makes the least amount of money in my business. Like my design business, not my program business, my design. It makes the least amount of money in my design business. I'm not going to go after the thing that makes the least amount of money. Do I keep trying to fit it in? Yes, I do. Because I think it's good. It keeps my skills up. It helps me see what the creative directors want and what they're looking for. Um, but it's it's not going to be the thing that I go after. It's not, it's not it. And, you know, I will hear a lot of... I, I hope I'm not making anyone too mad, but I have a feeling I'm making some of you mad by saying some of these things because you're like, but this is the thing and, and I learned this and you already spent $1,200 or $2,000 doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm here to say it's still worth it. It's still worth learning. There's a lot of good things to be learned out there. You need to take whatever you can from it. But I also want to warn you that just because someone is teaching it doesn't mean they're an expert in it, Okay. They just, they, they might not be. Um, and if you like things just to be pretty all the time and that's what you're going for, that's what you'll get. If you want things to be profitable, you got to make some changes in the way you do your business. Okay. All right. Last one I'm going to talk about, and then you can get the PDF if you want anytime, but just go to my website, karinagardner.com, clicking at the top. I think there's one that says VIP. Click on that and you can get it. Or you can just write the word seven in my Instagram at Karina Gardner, and we will just DM you the link for this PDF. Okay. So this is the last one I'm going to talk about because I think this is really important for surface pattern designers in particular. You need multiple streams of income. There is a reason you will see most fabric designers who work for a manufacturer also have sewing patterns, also sell X, Y, and Z. It's because multiple streams is how you get to the big money, not a single stream. If you are just a fabric designer or just a sewing pattern designer or just whatever, it is very hard to actually make the bulk of income that you want to make. Um, it's, it's just really hard. So I like I really don't know a fabric designer who wasn't fully supported by a spouse or a partner or something who wasn't also just like making sewing patterns or making um, things on the internet that you could purchase or selling their fabric, right? Um, most of the fabric designers that I, I like to work with and I know um, that have worked with me before, we're going after other digital assets as well. So that multi-stream revenue is really important. And actually the, the, the stream that will make you the least money, if you get really smart on this, will be the fabric. It's kind of insane. So crazy, actually. So um, I think just be careful what you're chasing. Be careful why you're chasing it. Um, we have seen a lot of people make a lot of money off of fabric repeats, and there are lots of great ways to do it. And part of it is just by getting good, right? Getting mentorship and getting really good at what you're doing. Um, also, partly just kind of finding the right avenues and, and being open to opportunities. Um, there are lots of ways that you can make money in this field. Just getting smart about it and kind of figuring out kind of where you are in your niche really make a huge difference. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. Like I, I mean, fabric design is so fun. 
right? That's why so many of us get into it. We love the feel of fabric. We love what it can do for us. Um, and so we shouldn't let go of that dream. I think it's an important piece of the entire puzzle. Um, it's more about figuring out kind of where you are, how you want to be profitable, and what you want to go after. So I definitely do not want to dash anyone's big dreams, but also I want you to really pay attention to why you're doing what you're doing and how you want to go after it. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.